So I want to talk about Saturday. Not yesterday, though yesterday was awesome. I had a good Saturday. I want to talk about Saturdays in general. Now, some people will go as far as saying Saturday is one of the top three days of the week. I'm amongst those people. Obviously not the number one day because, you know, God-fearing Christian, Sunday's the best day. But we know that Saturdays can be pretty exciting. Guess what's coming up? College football. I saw Patrick Brennan. He's ready for Notre Dame to win a game this year. Some of us are going to shout, fight on. Some of us are going to yell, roll tide. That's what Saturday's about. It's about barbecues. It's about swimming. It's about hosting nice parties. If you're in Delton John, Saturday night's all right for fighting. If you're a Chicago fan, Saturday's the day you spend in the park looking for a man selling ice cream, singing Italian songs. I thought we might have one Chicago fan. Clearly, we do not. John Travolta will tell you Saturday night's good for disco. I didn't know the song, but I Googled it Saturday night, and it came up for the fever thing. But for a few, for the really brave, for the, for the fed up, those who have too much stuff in their garage, Saturday can mean one thing, garage sale. I had a garage sale not too long ago. I want to paint that picture for you and allow you to experience what I experienced. 5.45, boom, hit the snooze. 5.55, did have to get up. Started packing the car around 6, took me three loads. I went to my friend's house because he's got this nice spot where there's a lot of foot traffic, but also a lot of driving traffic, very, uh, very premium real estate right over there. You know, and you set all your stuff up. You got to do it in a certain way. You got to have the curbside appeal and all that good stuff. Good stuff in the front, some of the good stuff in the back, a lot of the medium stuff in the middle. But you know how it goes when you have a garage sale. And as I'm sitting there, I had two major thoughts. The first came as this guy was trying to haggle me down on some pillows. See, I had three pillows. I was selling them for 75 cents a piece. He's all, how about the set for $2? And I was like, oof, dude, I've seen so much Pawn Stars that I know how to handle this. So I was like, you know what? I know a guy. I'm going to bring him over. He knows a lot about pillows. And so he comes over. We get the guy going down. Got him to pay 205 for the pillows. Ends up he didn't have a nickel, so he only paid two. But I felt like it was a win because he would have paid 205 but the thing is, when, I, when, I, when I'm looking at all the stuff that we have out there, and when you're doing a garage sale, you, you do a real evaluation of your things. And I'm looking at all that stuff, stuff that I, that I wanted so badly, stuff that I had to have, you know? All the shiny things, all, all, the, all the stuff that I was trying to get to make the perfect yard, the perfect home, chasing that store-bought dream, I just... I looked at it and I was like, what am, I, what am I really looking for with this stuff? What am I really doing? What do I really want? And I didn't really get an answer, but I did get to the next thought. And the next st- thought was that it wasn't really about the stuff and how much it cost and the fact that I paid 60 bucks for something at TJ Maxx and now I'm going to sell it for three. But it's that the very best things are free. As I looked at the book that I was trying to sell, Magic Kitten, it's pretty good, you'd like it. But it wasn't the book. It was the way my daughter was learning to read when we were reading Magic Kitten. And the way she sounded out the words and thought real hard when I'd say, well, what do you think is going to happen to the kitten? It wasn't the nice shirt we was trying to sell. It was the way my wife wore it and just lit up the room. She's super good looking. <laughs> it wasn't the white tree that I had to have when I went to... Ross or whatever it is you buy white trees at because I wanted to paint the leaves red to have my own weirwood tree so I'd feel like a Stark. It wasn't that. It was the fact that I bought something that I ended up not painting the leaves because it's way too hard. It wasn't about the markers of the crayons that we were trying to sell. I remembered, remembered all the love letters 
my daughter writes me the little notes that say, Mom and Dad are the best. It's those memories. When I evaluate it, it's the free things, things that I can't put a price on. That's what I value. Things I won't ever sell that I couldn't ever sell. Our soulful song today, which sounded absolutely lovely. I mean, our band has been killing it week after week after week, and y'all sound lovely as well. Y'all, I'm from Texas now. This is cool. (laughs) But when the creed was written, interestingly enough, there was this real evaluation of what it is that we believe. They had to sit down and kind of flesh it out. Now, what's interesting is it wasn't just a bunch of old people sitting around being like, well, I think we should say this. They looked at what has the church been doing since Christ was here? What have the apostles been teaching? And they put it together and said, this is what's been going on. When we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, we are saying that we believe that God has made us and created us, that God loves us, and that God cares for us. When we say all those things about Jesus, and mind you, there's a lot about Jesus right there. Everything about Jesus was being questioned, but we see that he's true God, conceived by the Holy Spirit, true man, born of the Virgin Mary. We see where our faith and our redemption is found in Jesus Christ alone. And when we say things like we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life eternal, We're saying that we believe in the presence of God in our life, that we belong to something, that we have everything we need in Jesus. And the end result of those creeds is that there will be no compromise, no haggling, and no selling. For this, we believe everything freely given on account of Christ Jesus. You don't have to pay to believe. You don't have to be famous or come from the right generation of people. It's free and offered to all. But the danger when something's free is that we sometimes think free means cheap. And free does not mean cheap. There's nothing cheap about the words crucified, died, buried, and descended into hell. 1 Corinthians 6 tells us that we were bought at a price. You were not laid out in some garage sale where someone tried to come and haggle down to see how much they could get you for. You were bought by the holy and innocent suffering and death of Jesus. You were bought by his blood. And I tell you that not to make you feel guilty. For nobody loves out of guilt or or fear. I tell you that so that you will have no doubt about your value and how much our Father values you. That is what we received on the mountain, the good news, that didn't come with running feet, but came with feet pierced to a cross. We see that we are loved, that there is peace and that there is salvation for all. When we say we believe, when we say we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we are saying that our God reigns, that he is for us, that he loves us, and that he is near us. Because our God takes broken, harassed, lost, dead sinners and says, you are mine. No more shame, 
No more guilt, blessed, and loved. This we believe. So what do we do? What do we do with the creed? Do we stick it in the garage? Do we bring it out on Sundays and say it? Do we sell it? Do we let people haggle us on certain points or certain pieces that don't really matter? No. The creed may have been free, but it cost Christ Jesus everything. And he gladly did that. And so we too will gladly give everything for it. Turn away from the worthless pursuit of things and instead pick up our cross. Desire to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. We turn from a life of competition and embrace a life of kindness. We won't put our feet up, just relax. Rather, we'll lace up our shoes and run and proclaim. Because when we begin to follow Jesus, when we learn to do that, our values change. And suddenly, we become less anxious, less busy. We find more time for prayer, more time for hope. And we know who we are and whose we are. And we believe and we put one foot in front of the other day after day and follow. And then we see and we experience his nearness and his presence with us. And at the very best and the most important are the free gifts that he has given us in Jesus. Faith, hope, and love. A faith that we will see with our own eyes made certain at the return of our Lord. Hope that we will be fulfilled as the tears are wiped away from our eyes and we are given everything. And a love, the love that we have for one another, the love that he has for us, and the love that we have for him will last for all eternity.